Hi, everyone. Welcome back to God's Word with Friends, a podcast from Gospel Center Missionary Church. We're glad you've joined us. My name is John Reynas, and with me today is Tara, Missy, and Pastor Jim. Sadly, Pastor Ben isn't feeling the best, so he's out today. But he'll join us again, hopefully in the future. And of course, we're glad to have you. If you're on the go, thanks for listening. If you happen to have a minute to sit, you may want to open your Bible or your Bible app to today's passage, which is the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 24 through 28. That's John, chapter 20, verses 24 through 28. And before we read the passage, let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for the opportunity to pause and to look at your word and to let your word shape our life. Holy Spirit, would you speak to us through the living word of God this day and strengthen our faith in him. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We're in John chapter 20, and this is continuing with uh, the Easter theme. These, this is a passage, and we're going to look at some passages in the days ahead um, following the resurrection of Christ. But in John 20, we have the story of Thomas. And so John chapter 20, beginning in verse 24 Now Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. A week later his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands? Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Today, we're all called by Jesus to stop doubting and believe. And so, to start us off, how did each one of you come to faith in the risen Christ? What did it take for you to come to faith in Christ? Well, I was raised in a pastor's home, and in those days you were at church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Uh, Sunday school, Bible school, camp meetings, everything. And as a very young child, I remember my mom leading me to accept Jesus in my heart. But it wasn't until I was in about fifth grade, and I'll give my age away here, but it was when Sputniks were all around and the Russians were leading the space race. And I remember just being really frightened. And my dad was preaching a revival, and I made um, a decision that lasted forever so far um, that um, I was going to live for Jesus and, and not be ashamed to let people know I was a Christian. So I was afraid of the Russian Sputniks. All right. What about the rest of you? Well, I asked Jesus into my heart when I was five, um, grew up in a Christian home, and it just always made sense to me. Um, but as a child, it was more like it made sense to me because my parents told me it was true or because, you know, my parents said so. Um, and I'm sure you've all heard me tell this story before, but uh, when I was 14, my dad had a brain tumor. And uh, uh, that was a point in my life where 
my faith became my own. Like I felt Jesus show up to me in a real way. And it was just like, um, you know, God, I'm going to, I'm going to love you and believe you, um, no matter what happens with my dad. And that was the first time that I remember, um, making that faith mine and not just my parents' faith. I grew up uh, being sent to church and mostly liberal churches. And the first time I heard the gospel was when I went to, uh, home with Missy to Ohio because her dad's a pastor there. And I heard the gospel message for the first time. And I surrendered my life to Christ and uh, I've been trying to follow him ever since. And my grandpa got to lead him to the Lord, which was a special thing. Cool. I like. I didn't grow up in a preacher's home, but I grew up going to church like Missy. You know, Sunday school, Sunday worship, Sunday evening, Wednesday night, and that was just the regular. And then you added all the other stuff on top of it, all the special stuff. And um, I actually can't remember a time I didn't believe in Jesus. Um, I remember years ago when I was young, my mom saying she had prayed with me to come to faith in Christ, but I don't have. I don't have a memory of a particular day where I asked Jesus to be my savior, but I do remember believing in Christ. And then in junior high, hearing that Christianity wasn't just believing in him and asking him to forgive you of your sins, but it was also having a, you know, an ongoing relationship with the Lord. And I think I was a Christian before that, but I remember at that point um, realizing that my faith went deeper in the Lord and understanding that, um, it was about having that relationship with him. And so I think I was saved at a young age before I even remember, but I think uh, my faith has obviously grown since then, and especially in those junior high years. Well, as we look at this passage today, um, just an obvious question from the text, how or what did it take for Thomas to come to faith in the risen Christ? He had to touch. He had to see. Yeah. He was like a tactile learner, you know, until he could touch it, he didn't understand it. Well, and how is that different than what everybody today can experience? Well, we normally accept Christ by faith, faith alone. We don't have to have the touch, but, uh, and I, and I think sometimes that interferes with some people's uh, ability to receive Christ is they need more of a touch. Yeah, and I think one of John's points in his gospel is that it's a blessed thing for people to believe in Christ. That's what he says in verse 29. Uh, Jesus tells Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And uh, God is honored by a faith that believes in Jesus that can't see and can't touch him, and yet still believes in him. And I'm curious, what challenges do you think that people have to believing in the risen Christ today? Any thoughts? I've heard lots of people before, before say, I won't believe unless I have proof. Um, I feel like uh, in these days it's hard to, hard to have proof when the world is telling you everything is not true about the Bible. And I think that people um, can actually see and touch Jesus because if the church is the body of Christ, then as, as we as the, of the body of Christ 
touch other people's lives and, and they see Christ lived out in us, I think they do see and I think they do, in a sense, touch um, Jesus in that way because he's in us and he ought to be leaking out of the cracks in us. And so uh, I think that uh, that's a way pers- people can see and touch Jesus. And we've kind of had as our theme for our volunteers, be his hands and feet. And that goes right along with this. We need to be Jesus to people that can't actually touch and see his scars and feel the side where the wounds were. So we need to be his hands and feet. Well, and I think we realize, and we know that people listening, that a lot of them are like Thomas. They want proof. They want to touch. They want to see. And you're right that God makes himself known through his church, through his people, and through the way he works in people's lives today. And that's God by the Holy Spirit working through his people so that people can come to faith in Jesus. And Jesus' message to Thomas is really the message he has to anybody listening today that wants proof. He says, stop doubting and believe. And that's our point today. Stop doubting and believe in the risen Jesus. God bless.